Hi, I'm Miranda Solomon, and you're listening to the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. Hey, are you or someone you care about considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our Terms of Service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. Joining me on the episode today is my friend Miranda Solomon and she is a financial consultant who also has life experience that makes her trauma-informed and that does create a difference in how that she builds relationships with her clients. It, it really allows for a deeper connection in a different way. And we're going to discuss more about that today. So let's meet her now. Hi, Miranda. We've Hi. been looking forward to this day. And uh, yeah, you totally made my morning. I got a I got an email from Miranda this morning saying, Woohoo, I'm so excited. That is all chat later. And here we are. So we have talked about how your life experiences have made you approach your business and how you serve your clients in a unique and different way. And I just found that really fascinating. So we are going to feature a a deeper dive into your own personal story and your experiences in another episode in the hope and health series. So please be sure and uh, watch for that one that's coming up. Now, thank you for being here. Please tell us more about yourself. And let's get into this juicy topic of how what you do and how you're using your experience makes you better at, at how you serve your clients. Thanks so much for having me. I've been excited for quite some time. We've been putting this out for a couple of uh, months and uh, yeah, the connection's amazing. I uh, So thank you for the opportunity for sure. It's great to be here. So I like to call myself trauma-informed, but through experience, right? It's a little bit different when you haven't had that experience. Uh, And working with clients on their own level in collaboration and understanding, I think it is, that authenticity of, I get it, you've been there, I've been there. How can we help to work together to get you towards your goals is essentially how I work with clients. On, on that same level, it's it's uh, a camaraderie. We're, we're both on, this, on the same, I think, path. And I'm here to hold your hand and to walk you through this process that's kind of scary because, you know, maybe we've had some bad experiences. We've, you know, lost a lot of finances uh, through a divorce, for example, uh, maybe there was domestic violence, maybe there wasn't addictions, all of these types of things. And really, as I said before, that shame that comes in and, you know, I kind of failed. And how do I trust myself again to make financial decisions? 
let alone even choose new relationships, but more so how do I go forward and plan for myself and really take responsibility for my own financial situation? And we start to figure out, you know, there's paradigms there and there was parts that we had responsibility for, but kind of just like letting go where we can and moving forward and trusting ourselves in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's scary. You think like, am I going to be okay? Now what? And then they come in to see you. So let's, so let's just build a picture for people. Now, someone comes in to see you, you're a financial advisor and they express this fear. Am I going to be okay? Like it, look, this is all I I know about my finances and maybe it's very, very little. And, and where can we start? And how does, how does the fact that you have had some similar experiences or you suspect that maybe you've had some similar experiences by some of the things that they're saying, how can you help them feel supported? Well, I mean, in, in, when we meet together, it's, it's more so of just building a connection. I like to see dealing with my clients is like having coffee with friends. It really is, right? I mean, you deal with people that you like, know, and trust. We have to have a relationship in financial planning for quite many years while you save up for your retirement. And often we're going to go towards retirement in a similar way, right? And so you probably have 25 years with your financial planner. So what does that look like, right? So we sit down and Unlike other planners or advisors in the banks, here's the difference. I make sure I sit down with clients and figure out where you're at right now and then start to look at opportunities to make things a little bit better. But the actual mm-hmm. investing side of it comes last. So when when you when clients come to see me, I mean, it's about relationship, right? And so, uh, like you say, it, it, it's often like you're sitting down to have coffee with a friend, somebody that's understanding, that's not judging you to say, okay, where are you at right now? And hopefully there's some information I can give you to help, right? So what we do is flush out currently where you're at right now and what's keeping you awake at night. What do you worry about? How can I sort of maybe flush those things out and help with them in the meantime, like right away? And then I take that information back. We meet a second time to to come back with statements and and things like that and make recommendations. But my goal really is to have you understand your your situation, understand what you're doing, get your statements, be like, yeah, we talked about this. The the product is sort of the last thing. It's, It's the tools that I have to help you have a better financial future. But the relationship and the connection is the basis of all of it, right? So we're kind of interviewing each other and we're figuring out, you know, what common grounds that we have and, and things like that. But I really work hard to make sure that you are in a confident position about your future. And I will tell you, even the clients with millions of dollars, whether they came out of a divorce or not, are still worried. They still want to hear, am I going to be okay? Right? Don't worry. I'm going to be along here with you. It may not be the most lavish of a retirement, you know what I mean? Driving a Lexus and things like that, but you're going to be okay. We're going to work through this together. And while we still have some time, we can build you the future that you want, right? So talking about those goals and getting excited about things, I get goosebumps because it's such a great feeling to be able to facilitate and help people along that. It's encouraging to know that there are people that not only have the the skills, the knowledge, the background, to face that scary topic of our money and our retirement and our investments and all that. But it's, it's a real person. This is a real person that's lived a life and, you know, has experiences and 
they want to connect with you. Like you say, you're sitting down with them as, as friends and you want to create that relationship of trust because, uh, you need, you need that trust They're They are bringing some, a very touchy, you know, topic there and their assets and their, their, they need to trust that you are going to guide them because this is going to affect them down the road as well. And the fact that they can see, you know, you care that way and you're willing to show some vulnerability because in order to establish some of that trust, you can't have your guard up either, you know, allowing them to get to know you and that you have had some, you've had trauma, you've had some negative experiences. And not only can they see hope in the fact that, oh my gosh, okay, so she is this person today, even though she's had some very difficult experiences like I've had. And and you can you can do that without sharing all the deep details necessary. And you can still create that bond. And mm-hmm. I know we experienced that too. And it, it's it's just a different level of of trust, I guess. Absolutely. So the other thing to mention about that too is in in a in a financial plan, people talk about I need to have all this money before I need a financial plan or before somebody will look at me. And I get it, the industry, the way that it is. But when you look at a holistic plan, it's understanding your current situation, recognizing uh, risks. For example, do you have life insurance in place? Should something happen to you? You know, again, it's coming along with those worries. I don't want to leave a burden to my family. I want to make sure that my kids are provided for and that they can go to school. I mean, one of my really big whys is that I, I want to do well for my family and I want for my grandchildren to be able to go to school and do whatever they want to do. Uh, as long as they can qualify for that. You know what I mean? You want to be a doctor? Absolutely. Do the schooling, be smart enough to do that, commit to it, and your school is paid for. That's what I want to leave as a legacy to my family because it was never something that I was able to have in my experience and where I grew up. Now, there's a lot of really great things that came from where I grew up, but um, it, it just gave me that, it lit that fire underneath me to want to do better and to exceed and to take some of those worries away. You know, we always say that we want to do better for our children than our parents did for us. And they did the same thing as well. They improved my life so much better than what they grew up in. Right. So again, I mean, uh, uh, looking at a financial plan is not always just about the investment side and the products and that kind of thing. It's about setting up an estate plan, right? Making sure that, you know, your family is provided for taxation, a huge thing. You're not losing half of your assets to taxation. This is the stuff that I find easy. And it's like a puzzle in a way, because we have so many strategies that we can use. But for me, it's it's recommending those strategies and explaining them to you so that you completely understand what you're doing, right? I'm making this recommendation that you go ahead this way because this, this, and this, because you've explained that these were your worries and these are going to solve your problems. Not because I'm going to get paid more, not because of any other situation. I'm just recommending this, right? And money is really emotional. We have worked so hard for what we have. So it's really, really hard to worry about taking risk with it and things like that. But again, 
it's risk for reward uh, and making sure you're comfortable with what you're doing and you're educated on that. So I like to say there's no silly questions and anything that uh, any information that I share applies to three zeros or 10 zeros. And I'm just here to, to share that, right? And to make your situation better. And if I can't, that's amazing. You've built yourself a situation where there's not a whole lot I can do to improve it, but it's not just about the investments. That's the big piece. So there's a few things I want to unpack here, Miranda, because first, when you use the word risk and there's risk involved, there's risk involved in not doing it. Ignoring it is maybe more risky, actually. Would you say that that's accurate? Well, not making a decision to face things, mm -hmm. uh, like making the decision not to face things is a decision in itself. You're okay with the status quo, quo and it's kind of wasting time. I like to say, well, we still have time. Let's have a peek at this, you know, and they are the tough conversations, you know, uh, often it's people who have been divorced and they're getting into a new relationship and, and it's often the women, they, you know, they come to do the financial planning. They've never done it before. They're in a, co uh, uh, a common law situation, sharing with them about their, um, and again, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not an accountant, but what does that situation look like? You know what I mean? Um, how long have you guys been together? Should there be a cohabitation agreement in place? What would happen should something happen to you right now? You know, and just covering off those things instead of putting on the blinders and hoping that everything is going to be okay. Let's be informed with education and take steps uh, with that information, empowered with information, and there's no rush to do any of it either, right? So there is risk in not looking at it. There is absolutely uh, risk in not knowing. Uh, and so if we find out, yeah, it's kind of scary, but now we can deal with it. Now it's here. And we know that, you know, if you pass away, your mortgage, for example, is not going to get paid off. So we can look at insurance on the outside, right? And often, often much more lucrative products that are built directly for you. But that's beside the point. It's, it's a, this fills the need that you're worried that you're going to leave your family with a burden, right? So. Yeah. And bringing it up doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Like writing a will isn't a death certificate. Having a, a, a cohab or a prenup agreement doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a, a divorce talking to your financial analysts or finding one doesn't mean you're going to uncover something horrific in your finances. And they're going to say, Oh man, sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. You are just in such a bad mess. And it's not that. And the other thing I'm really happy you mentioned is around that misconception that you need to have millions before you talk to a financial advisor. It, it, it can be three zeros or it can be multiple zeros that you're dealing with yeah. and it, you can start anywhere. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately in the business, when, when, when you're growing a business, it has to be effective and this kind of thing. So, but I mean, advisors that uh, are young in the business and starting out, we want to be able to build those relationships with clients. And I am huge on that connection, knowing that, Hey, I can make a difference in, in your situation. Like I said, whether it's a couple of zeros, but also you're going to know other people that need my services as well. And I'm happy to look after them. I don't like that feeling of the, of 
above that minimum. And to be completely honest, I don't have $250,000 to invest to come and talk to me. You know what I mean? And I see that people are being pushed away from the banks with, you know, targets and and just the risk of that salesy vibe. Uh, and they, they are not getting well taken care of. They're falling through the cracks because they figure diversifying by different banks. You know, I've got a bank account at every place. Uh, and hopefully I'm going to get enough information to be able to get ahead. You need somebody who is dedicated to you, who can look at your bigger picture. Even if you do have money at RBC, for example, I mean, you don't need to move it. I just need to understand where that money is and how it's invested so that I'm not making decisions or recommendations that are counteracting against that, right? The other thing too is we have the best financial planning software in the business that looks at that holistic plan. Everything with taxation, if you have a business, if you have assets, it all comes together to do a projection and it's actually really neat. We could get in there and play around with it. So it's all in the in the 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 hope of collaboration. Your lawyer, your accountant, they can all get in there and advise and we can all work together to take care of you, right? And so that's a really great feeling to know that there's people that you can trust that are that have got your back and it and it's not about making a sale. It's about making sure that you get toward your goals. And and back to the topic around the trauma informed this is somebody who cares about you. They've been there. They, they have it. And, and the situation, obviously they're none are the same. So I want to make sure to clarify that nobody's situation is exactly the same, but the feelings, sometimes that fear, that shame, the guilt that I should have been on top of this more, uh, all of that plays into it. And when you are someone who gets it and you're now talking to a financial advisor, say, for example, like yourself, who gets that and they already know that okay they're coming from a place of of this fear this guilt this shame this maybe that maybe that's been a lot of psychological uh abuse as well and they doubt themselves and they 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 don't even trust themselves to make decisions let alone turn this over and and trust someone else to help guide them so there's a lot of this going on and if they if they can feel comfortable that that their advisor and the professionals that they're working with understand that from a from a per, from personal experience, which is different than is. than you know being educated around it. Then that's so encouraging, and it's like okay, I don't need to try and explain because I don't entirely. I'm, I'm just saying how I was at some points in my life. I don't understand what's what what I'm feeling. I can't even begin to try and communicate that to you and what I need and how you can support me. But you've been there. You've worked on your own healing. You've come out the other side. You now have a, a calmer, clearer perspective on that. And you can really support them in that way. And I, I think that's how do you value, how can you, it's invaluable. Like, how do you even put a value on that? It's amazing. You, you hit the nail right on the head. Like I said, that that connection and that understanding that just comes naturally. When I have somebody before me that is worried about all of these things and they don't know how to put it into words, I, I find it natural to communicate. It's easy for me. So it's just one of my superpowers. I, 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 I remember that person, that hopelessness, what I went through. And in my situation, it wasn't as much as a, a physical abuse. It was a lot of emotional abuse. You can't do this by yourself. You know, you're not smart enough, you're whatever. And to to come out of that and re remember how hopeless things were at one time and how uh, weak you were, uh, 
it's important to, to recognize those things, but also I'm often the person to say, it's okay to put that down. You're not there anymore. I mean, I had somebody say to me at one point, you know, I, I wish that, I don't know, I had gotten an emergency protection order and I was like, you know what, can, can we just let that go? Honest to goodness, because you are not the person, you're not the policeman who should have recommended that or said that it wasn't the right thing or whatever. Yes, your situation might have been a little bit different had you gone that route, but that is not on your shoulders. That's on the people who provided for you and advised you, and we can't go back and fix it. We're at where we're at, so let's just move forward from that. So don't. why, why would you beat yourself up over something you had absolutely no control over? It's not a failure. It's just the way that things went down. Sure, it could have been different. Sure, it could have been better, but I mean, that's the way that life is, right? So... I get it with the mental trauma, with that uh, trying to get out on your own feet and like stand up and, and it's very shaky and it's scary and it's it's important to have those that have succeeded through it, right? I, I heal through de dealing with this as well. It's so cathartic to show other people I would say I would do this for free. I'd probably work less hours. I wouldn't have been up till midnight last night, <laughs> but I... I find it so fulfilling, regardless of what I make off of it in income, it's that connection. And especially since COVID and how our world has been over the last couple of years, that that connection is really, really important. And to see somebody's body language change and, and give them the ability to know that they're going to be okay and that they have an ally on their side that they can call at any time. It's more than just a financial relationship. It's these are like I said, we have to deal with each other for 25 years. And I gotta, I want to be the first person that you call when you went on a scratch ticket. And I want to be the first person that you call when you buy a new vehicle or you're thinking about buying a new vehicle. These are all great, wonderful things that you have to look forward to in the future. And how can I make sure you have a really solid financial plan so you can get towards those goals? And I live vicariously through you. Like, awesome. You brought that brand new car. You know what I mean? You have outgrown what you thought of for yourself. So it really comes down to a lot of inspiration, right? It's healing for me. And if I could do anything in this world is to inspire others to know that you can grow out of this and you can bloom absolutely and, and be happy in your future. This is just one piece of that. But really the feelings that stem through our finances are through our entire lives. Once you start to clean this stuff up, then you're able to work on other pieces of your life. And it often ends up that we talk about, you know, situations with family and I'm happy to share my situations and and it, like I said, it's, it's camaraderie, it's, it's vulnerability. Uh, and it's, it's, you shouldn't be afraid to share those things. I think, uh, look how far we've come is as a great thing that we can say together and how can we succeed going forward? What I love about what you just shared, Miranda, and it's exactly what I was going to do to, to sum it up and, and, uh, finished here today is the fact that we and you and I have talked about this, that we have worked our way to a place in our lives that now we are more comfortable sharing our experiences because we see how much it can help. And we remember how much hearing others share helped us, but it's not instant. So people who are in that spot and they see us, we feel, you know, we're confident. We're now talking about some of the darker times in our lives and, and how we've healed and, and here we are now. And 
we don't want others to feel that they are going to experience that instantly, that because we connect with them at that level and can understand uh, some of what they're feeling doesn't mean that it's going to just be a quick fix necessarily for them. But we do want them to understand that they may get to a point as well, that they've healed enough that now they feel very compelled and, and obligated in a way really uh, to share that. And I think the light bulb has gone off for both of us when we hit that moment and went, you know what? I never wanted to think about that. I wanted to put it behind me. I just wanted to get past it, move on and build a new life away from that. And then we reached a point where we're like, wait a minute, this could help people. This could be a superpower. And I think that's what you're offering. And there's, and there's many, many out, other professionals out there in all different fields that are doing what we're doing and offering that vulnerability and that, that care to support people. And so I encourage those who are looking for help. Don't be ashamed to share that you've had some struggles that you don't think others would understand because you just, you might be very surprised to learn of how, how common it is. And that there are others who are what we would say trauma informed through life experiences who can help connect. And if they understand, if you are willing to be open and vulnerable about that and let them know that this is what you're coming from, they can really help you to manage some of those feelings and help you manage it in a different way than just, you know, here's the facts, you know, how can we do this? But it's with some more sensitivity around that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think when we get to this, this level, and again, it, it may appear like it's a, oh, this level that's so much higher and so much different. You know what? There's not a really big, huge difference from who I was as that housewife that was, you know, so scared. Uh, and really, I think in healing, you get to the point where you, you, you recognize that what you've been through is not something shameful, Yes, you may have been a victim. Oh, we say the warrior and all of that kind of thing. But when you come out of this, you recognize that you can maybe almost be appreciative to it because it was a catalyst to get you where you are right now. You are stronger than most. And that thought that you have absolutely survived everything life has thrown at you to this point. Yeah, you've been knocked down and all you've learned and all these types of things. Why would we be embarrassed of those things? They're, you know, hashtag out of the normal, but they're experiences that shape us. And often in a really positive way, we are more in tune with our emotions. We're more uh, able to connect with others. We're more empathetic, sympathetic, all of these types of things, which, as I said, was that superpower. I can connect with people on in that way because I've, I've been there and, and I get it, but also giving them the license to put a lot of that down and to let it go. And, and it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing that I get to do. I love it so much. Well, thank you, Miranda. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for your time today. And this most especially, thank you for being someone out there who supports people in this way. And we will include all of Miranda's contact information and be sure and watch for her story, her personal story in the, actually it's going to be in the Hope and Hell series, um, Miranda. I think I mentioned that earlier that it was uh, Divorce Diaries, but it's going to be a Hope and Hell series because she definitely is going to share a voice of hope. 
So thank you very much, Miranda. Thank you. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, divorce resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.